The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and Art Van Furniture and Mattress. As you can hear in the background, we are in front of a live audience here at PNC Studios at Alice Hall. Good to have some Bears season ticket holders in the audience for this February show. That feels like February outside. You guys are warming it up for us tonight. Thank you so much for being here. You guys good? All right. Tom, you good? I'm good. How you doing? I'm fantastic. And Big Nick Williams is very good. The leading sacker. On your Chicago Bears for 2019. (laughs) Honestly, can you have ever in your wildest thought that one day we'd be saying that? Like you would be hearing that out of somebody's mouth in week, entering week 11 of the 2019 NFL season. No. When you first started. No. No. Use that microphone right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's it's a great story. You're a great story. Yeah, it is. Uh, It's kind of surreal. I was talking to my dad uh, the other day, and he was like, he's always sending me, like, uh, the whole stats from the league and stuff like that. And I was like, he was like, man, can, can you believe it? Can you believe it? And I was like, no, I can't. But uh, I just knew uh, if, if I worked hard, you know, and uh, continue to keep my head down and just keep pushing forward, I would have to. The funny thing is I, I looked up a scouting report that – uh, way back when you were uh, getting into this game from Samford, mm-hmm. and not much pass rush. That's what that's the, they, 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 not much pass rush, but he's very athletic. He's very fast off the ball, and he ran a four nine five forty. So he's yeah. got a lot of athleticism, and that that's funny when you hear it now because, boy, you've grown into a, a heck of a pocket pusher. Yeah, it's just, uh, sometimes it just takes time. It takes time for players. Everybody has a different uh, type of story to get to where they're at in the league. So uh, it just takes time. You, then you come into your own. You play for an amazing uh, organization like the Bears, and they just bring a lot out of you. So that's what kind of happened. You know, offensive and defensive linemen, it's kind of unique that offensive linemen, you're either good against the run and you need work against the pass, or you're good, you know, vice versa. It's just like the same in defensive linemen. Have you looked at the list of the leading sackler, sackers in the NFL? I have. Okay, so there's six of you guys that are stuck at six sacks. You and Jordan Phillips are the only two defensive tackles in that list, and then the others come behind you. Um, You know, when you think about going into this game last year and all the hype about Aaron Donald and stuff, I mean, it's got to be amazing to you that your work ethic has allowed you to get yourself, to earn yourself into this position, because when you look at that list, there's a lot of names on that list, man, and you're 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 right there from the middle from the middle of the the line of scrimmage. I'm holding strong, man, but I, I really don't. I really I try not to look at the list a lot. You know, I try to keep my head down, do do what I've always done, uh, and that's just come to work every day and try to get better at something. So the the, the um, immediate as soon as Akeem in Akeem Hicks's injury happened. Did you know that you were going to expand your role from that point, or is it because of the quality of play that you've displayed that your role has expanded? I think it's a little bit of both. You know, Akeem going down, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl caliber uh, defensive lineman in this league, and I respect this game a lot. And that's my guy, as you all may know. But uh, when he went down, I was kind of like, okay, well, they're going to need more from me. So uh, that's that's kind of the approach I took to the game. And uh, – 
I've had success. Well, doing it. you know, we are kind of introduced to you that you are a middle of the line kind of a defensive lineman, defensive tackle, nose guard. So you make a play over the right tackle. You make a play when you're lined up over the guard, or are you lined up over the guard and you rush over the center, and then you have another play from the inside. Man, that's a, that, that's a big role. There's a wide variety of. Um, positions you play. So when you play one position to the next, are all your techniques the same? Or is a defensive end technique for you a little bit different than maybe uh, when you're playing over the guard or over the center? Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's the same. You know, if you're lining up in a zero uh, zero nose right over right, o- right, right over the top right of the over center. the top of the center is is no different from lining up in a five technique. Five right technique over, is the right inside over. eye of the offensive no, tackle. No, our five technique oh, is yes. head up of the tackle. Head up of the tackle. Yeah, okay. uh, inside of that'll be like a four. Okay, but it's no different from that. So you can you can you're very interchangeable. So I think that's one that's one reason the Bears wanted me here. Wanted they loved me to be here because I could play both nose and in and in position. Nick Williams, our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy here at PNC Studios in front of a live studio audience of Bears season ticket holders. Good to be with you. Dan Brilli is our producer, and Bob Boxer is producing our show here today. You were on with us, I think it was seven weeks ago. Yes. So a lot's changed in seven weeks. Before, before the Minnesota game, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, how have you changed on the field in the last seven weeks in terms of your complete game? I mean, I've just tried to get better at, at something each, each week in and out of practice and uh, working on something, you know, to try to get better, to try to contribute to this team, to this team's success. And, you know, the story that you said, the journey, Pittsburgh drafted you. That had to be a thrill because a, a big guy in that system where you could be interchangeable and that's a, they, they, they like big guys playing in their 3-4 defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, unfortunately, you got injured your rookie year. That probably set you back, didn't it? Yeah, it set me back. I was hurt my uh, rookie year. I was on IR. I actually had my uh, surgery uh, my rookie year, October 31st. I'll never forget it, Halloween. And um, I kind of got set back, but uh, moving forward, I kind of put it in my head to, to just bring my lunch pail to work, you know, and uh, keep my head down and continue to work hard and uh, not say much, but just let my, let my play do the talk. Who was looking after you then as a rookie in terms of, you- uh, in terms of guys? Your big guy here is Akeem. Who was oh, who, who I had, the guys uh, then? I had Steve McClendon. Yeah. Steve McClendon, he's big, big nose tackle for the Jets now. And uh, Al Woods, you know, he's playing with the Seahawks. I had Cam Hayward. He's still in Pittsburgh. So uh, those were kind of like my – and then Brett Kiesel. Brett Kiesel was still playing. The bearded one. The bearded right. one. He was still playing, and those were kind of like my OGs of, of any sort. So uh, they kind of looked out for me or kind of told me what to do. <laughs> you know, when you're a rookie, they, you get told what to do. So uh, they kind of looked out for me and – here I am now. You know, if, if you didn't invest in the weight room uh, in, in yourself, that you would never be here right now. You're one of the bigger, strongest guys in the NFL and, and on this team. So you, you, around the Steelers, we all read about football fans around the NFL. You read stories about James Harrison and him basically spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on his body in the offseason. Yes. Um, we've been around the greatest player in the history of the league, and Walter Payton has never spent a cent on anybody to train him for preparation for the next season. Mm-hmm. Where do you fall in in terms of are you a self-motivated, self-prepared guy, or are you the James Harrison that you have to have help or the Walter Payton that I can do it on my own? Um, a little bit of both. You know, uh, I'm a weight room guy. Yes. You know, I love the weight room. I probably don't like running as much because I'm over <laughs> 300 pounds. So I'm kind of like, uh. But, you know, you have to run. You have to be in shape. 
but I'm the weight room guy. You don't have to really uh, stay on me about uh, working out every day in the off season to get ready for the season. And I work out hard and I work out long, long hours. And I sometimes I do two a days in the off season. So I just, I just love working out. I love preparing for the next season. How much do you weigh right now? I think I'm, I think I'm like 310. What's the most you ever weighed? 320. Really? You, yeah. you know what he was when he was in high school? Huh? He was a six foot two, 185 pound basketball player. Yes, that was. His. Oh my God! In a senior year, of high school. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, look you, what happened. No, actually, actually, my 11th grade year. That's how that's how big I was. I was like six two, 185, and then uh, I was playing like I was playing basketball. I never had played football, and I was playing basketball. And my dad was like, "Hey, son, uh, you're playing you're playing center." <laughs> And you're six two, right. and and I had and I was fortunate enough to play against like uh, Eric Bledsoe. He's like a guard for uh, the the uh, Milwaukee uh, Bucks. Bucks, and uh, I, I had a had a good thing of playing against uh, Demarcus Cousins, and wow. because he's from Alabama, yeah. so I played against him in high school. And he was like six ten, six eleven, and I'm guarding him. My dad looked at me and said. Hey Nick, uh, you probably stands. you probably uh, you probably need to go out for the football team because you're not gonna, you're not, you're not going to have much success here on the basketball court. So uh, my senior year, I got to like uh, 240, 240 pounds, and then the weight just kept kept coming. We're going to pick it up from there. I want to find out what the heck you were eating. That's for sure. And how you got to here? And we got to talk a little Boogie Cousins too because that locker room loves the NBA. Including oh, yeah. Charles Leno Jr. Nick Williams, our guest here on Bears All Access. We'll step away. More cut up with Nick Williams on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff and Tom with Nick Williams, our special guest. Thanks as always to Herb Lawrence and Adam Staczynski in our Chicago Sports uh, 670 Score Studios. And the crowd enjoying it. Saw, I saw something. I had to take a minute here because a lot of great Bears season ticket holders here having Bears jerseys. And I, I saw one that said since on right. the back. And this, this fine young couple over here, sent, together since, and right. then he's wearing 19 and she's oh. wearing 67. And uh, you should be wearing 19, ma'am, and he should be wearing 67 because, you know, you look like you're a 19-year-old. But that's beautiful. I love that. That, that was awesome yeah. right there. I was wondering when I went to look. I always look at the number of the jersey. Then if there's a number I don't really recognize, I always go back to see if they have their own name on it or the name of a player. And I went back there, and it said together. And that's a Bears yes. family right there. Oh, Goodness, good. good to have you alongside. Uh, before we went to break, we were talking about your weight. Yeah, and we're talking about how you oh, how man. you added how'd you pack it all on because it's not just weight room. You got to have the protein to build the muscle. So, what were you diving into to get all the oh, way up man. to football weight back to college? <laughs> man, let me start in high school. So, uh, my senior year, I started going to Sonics. And man, <laughs> they have they great this, shakes. This one, this one, they just came out with the breakfast burrito. Ooh. And I was like, I was like eating like two or three of them a day, and I was my weight was just shooting up. I was like, oh, this is great. So then I finally got to college, and you know, when you get to college, you you're still small. You know, you're coming in with other big big guys. So I was 240 when I came into college, and uh, I just attacked the weight room, and I redshirted. And my coach, my head coach, tricked me. He was like, yeah, you're gonna play defensive end for us, da 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 da, Pat Sullivan, and he said. Uh, 
He said, you're going to play DN. Just come to all the uh, away games and just get you some food and, and just eat. Just eat your, eat your life away, you know. So, <laughs> so I was just packing on the weight, and I ended up, I was like 320. Wow. So, so in course, Yeah, in college. So eventually I had, to, I had to drop back down and learn how to kind of mold my body into what I wanted it to be, the strength to be able to carry the weight. And then I went back down to like 310, and that was the optimal weight for me. That's a heck of a thing. When the coach, when I was in college after my sophomore year, they said, we want you to go home and gain as much weight as you can because you're going to play left tackle next year. Mm-hmm. And I came back at 317, and I had no clothes that fit. I could barely breathe, but I was really strong. Mm-hmm. And then you got yeah. to kind of figure out how yeah. to run with all that weight on you. Oh, my God. My knees were killing me. Yeah. My knees, I was like, my I felt like my knees were like, what are you doing to us? You know, like, so uh, I had to drop, I had to drop that weight. And then I came back up. So Sam, Samford is where you went to S-A-M-F-O-R-D. Sam, Sam not Stan. So um, I, I heard that when you guys are introduced before the game, there's like all the students are in red shirts. And then there's a guy that's dressed (laughs) up like Moses. He walks out and and parts the Red Sea. Is that true? Sanford Sanford's a Christian Christian university down in Alabama. And uh, we have the Red Sea, the student section, and they're going they're going crazy. It's not it's not many of them, trust me. And they're going crazy. And we got this guy that dresses up like Moses (laughs) every game, every home game. And I guess he passes it on because I'm like, this kid is not graduating college. You know what I'm saying? So, so uh, yeah, he dresses up as Moses and parts the Red Sea, and it's pretty cool. That's right. a funny. That's a funny thing. Uh, tell me the State Farm Insurance connection. State Farm. Yeah. My dad. State my Farm dad Insurance worked. got you to Stanford, or got you to uh, Pittsburgh. Got me to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, my dad used to work for State Farm. So uh, I guess I guess he had a connection. Right. He, he, your dad, dad's, your name is, Fred, and he knew Pat Sullivan. Somehow. He knew. He knew. He, I think he and knew then Pat, Pat Sullivan. Sullivan knew one of the coaches knew, at Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pat Sullivan knows. Uh, dang, uh, my defensive line coach, uh, Mitch. I'm forgetting his last name. Yeah, but but, uh, but the point of it is, this is partly why you get found anywhere. Because yeah, the yeah. slightest little relationship, hey, you got to check this guy out. Here they drafted you. Yeah, uh, Mitch was a Mitch was a first. I think he was the first African American defensive lineman at University of Alabama, and um, one of my one of my shrimp coaches actually came from Alabama, and he was that year. He was asking, hey, do you have anybody at Sanford? And uh, my shrimp coach said, yeah, you should check you should check uh, Nick Williams out. I mean, just just for uh, giggles, you know, you should check him out. And uh, so he came out, and he liked he liked me, and he went on to Tuscaloosa and looked at some more some more guys. But he ended up drafting me, yeah, John and, Mitchell. Uh, John Mitchell. John Mitchell. Yeah, I think that's a great story. Mm-hmm. That's a great story. Hey, um, Jeff said we we haven't we talked to you seven weeks ago, and a lot has changed in seven weeks. Um, and you're from the Alabama area. Are mm-hmm. you a good driver in the snow? <laughs> hey, funny story. Funny story. When I was in Pittsburgh. It was my first snow right. epidemic, I call it. <laughs> so uh, I was still driving my uh, college car. It was a Chevrolet Impala, 2008. And uh, I was driving up this hill, and they were like, they were telling me, yeah, man, you, you'll, you'll be cool, man. If you got front-wheel drive, you'll be all right. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm driving my college car. So <laughs> it was my rookie year, and I was hurt. I was hurt my rookie year. So I was driving up this, uh, driving up this little hill, and then my car started just sliding back. And I was like... <laughs> 
And I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. So that was kind of like my first little uh, little incident with uh, snow, but I've, I've gotten much better. So from, from Sunday night when you go to sleep till you wake up Monday morning to come into work and it's like all hell broke loose, <laughs> is that is, like do you still have to get acclimated to drive or have you been around the cold weather enough with your career in Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and in Chicago? Yeah, I've been, I've been around like Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Chicago, so it's, it's, I'm acclimated to it. We had Buster Screen as a guest last night uh, out out and about for uh, Bears After Dark uh, with WBBM, <laughs> and he, he his car is a truck, I guess. He parks outside, so he could not get the, the car door. It was frozen to the point he couldn't shut it, so he drove all the way from Chicago to Hallis Hall with his hands closed, Hold, holding the door holding the shut. Door. Oh my. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's an indoctrination. I mean, uh, Eddie, Eddie Pinheiro had never seen snow till last week. Oh, yeah. First snowball in his hand. For you know? real? Yeah. It's just, it's crazy when you think about it because we're used to it. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, there's a lot of firsts that come up in the life. You know, have you ever been to the Coliseum? So you yes, ever... I, played, I played at the Coliseum. You before. have? Uh, two times, actually. Uh, when I was in Kansas City, I played, uh, I played against the Rams. And uh, I think when I was in Miami, we played against the Rams as well. You know, it's it's like one of the stadiums throughout a football player's career that you would like to you know that you would like to play in, and it's it's kind of neat. We haven't been there for a long time, but I, I didn't realize that you would have the opportunity to play there yet. Yeah, yeah, I've played there twice, and it's it's been it's been pretty good. A lot of history in that stadium. So, so extreme cold or extreme heat? I'm going to do extreme heat. Yeah. I was in I was in Miami uh, for training camp. And we would have to take breaks. It would get, like, hot as crap. Yeah. And we had to take breaks in between uh, periods and stuff during practice. So I would take heat over extreme cold. Yeah, I played my last year with the Dolphins. And there was times in December it was, like, 200 degrees. Oh, yeah. It was so hot <laughs> yeah. at practice. Yeah. It was hard to make it It was through. so hot. We always, we always, sometimes we always went to the bubble. They are like, we're not even going to chance it because guys are, like, falling out. So, uh, but I would still do extreme heat over extreme cold. Nick Williams, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. We're going to take another break. Again, we're brought to you by IGS Energy here at PNC Studios at Havasaw. Stick around. More to come. Bears conversation on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Back from PNC Studios at Havasaw, this is Bears All Access. Brought to you by IGS Energy with... Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak, and Big Nick Williams. Uh, Nick, uh, you go and get six sacks for a team uh, that uh, is, you know, you're not going to lie, you miss Akeem Hicks, no question about it, but oh, yeah. the attention surrounding you has increased significantly. There's a lot of reporters around your locker now. And, <laughs> you know, how, how are you with that? Because if you're not used to it, and sometimes it's intimidating for a guy, uh, no matter what age they are in this league. Some guys don't love the attention. I mean, some guys just don't want to talk about themselves. Khalil's one of those guys. He wants to talk about everybody else but himself. Mm-hmm. He's a great player. Uh, you seem to have the personality that is accepting of that, and you can handle it well. But what is your, what is your opinion on it all? I mean, I, 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 can, I can handle media and people being around my locker and stuff like that. It was once a time when... <laughs> they weren't Crickets. around my locker like, okay, who's that? <laughs> who's that? Who's that on the team? Who is that guy? You know, he's a big guy, but I don't know him. So uh, I kind of handle it well. You know, I always try to point it back to my teammates, you know, this organization, uh, these coaches, 
Um, so I'm, I'm very fortunate to play for the Bears. So there's an interview playing on all over TV today where you're getting interviewed, but the only thing you can hear was someone Tariq, screaming in the Tariq. background. Yeah. And wow. it's Tariq Cohen because they put the yeah. towel so high on the shelves <laughs> he couldn't reach him. Yeah. yeah, he gets pissed when that happens, you know. He's always, he's always screaming. He's always screaming that he can't reach the towels, you know. So I think T-Med, I think uh, T-Med is getting him a, um, a little step stool so he can <laughs> – I'm just playing. He could probably kill Well, me I mean, T-Med, <laughs> Tony Medlin, the head equipment manager for the Bears, he's probably an inch shorter than Tariq Cohen. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not the guy that's putting him up on the top yeah. shelf. Yeah, he's definitely not the guy putting him up on the top shelf. I think him and Tariq are – Pretty close in height. I, I was there when all that was going down, and I and I, I left really hard. That's all yeah. I got to say. Because he came flying out of that room, you know, and, and everybody was laughing. Akeem was in there. He was cracking up. He is one funny dude. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a, he's a character on this team. And, I mean, we just we just got a close group, close locker yeah. room, and guys are joking on each other, and we take jokes, and we give them back, and we're just, we're just Nick, a close, close that, unit. That's the way it's supposed to be in the oh, locker yeah. room. You know? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, good times and bad. I mean, you got you to gotta keep it light sometimes and, and have yeah. those guys. There's always some guys. There's Obviously, your whole team was full of characters, including yourself, uh, <laughs> back in the day. But to, to have that, to, to, to not make everything seem so serious all the time, you need guys like Tariq. Yes, yes, we're grown men playing a kid's sport. You know, you always got to remind yourself that it's a business and you got to win football games. But at the end of the day, we get to play a kid's sport and you got to have fun with it. You got to. Are you a trash talker? I'm not really. Come on, be honest, because I played against defensive linemen and I. And I said, I said, when we were playing the Lions last last Sunday, I was saying some crazy stuff out there. Were you? But I'm glad I wasn't mic'd up. But uh, I'm not really. I'm not. I don't really go at it. I have. I have to let it. Let it come to me first. Do, do, have you come across any trash talking offensive linemen yet? Because uh, they really don't have a lot of time to talk. Because it's all about getting back to the huddle to hear the next play. Richie Incognito. Yeah. Oh my God. He talks so much. Something else. He talks so much. When we played. When we played the Raiders. He was just talking the whole game, and I was just like, okay, okay, Richie, okay. Well, I, I was the reason I brought it up to see if you talk trash or whatever is because um, uh, Schuster Smith, what's his first name? Juju. Juju. Juju Schuster Smith, the wide receiver from the Pittsburgh Steelers, said Jalen Ramsey had talked more trash than any other player he's ever faced in the history of his football life. So, you know, you guys are getting ready to go see him, but you'll never face him because he's a defensive player. But, you know, it's always interesting to see, you know, who is that guy? You know, who is the, who is the talker of your unit? Uh, on the defensive line unit? Well, on the defense. On, on the on front the seven. On the front seven. On the front seven, who would be that guy? Oh. Akeem when he plays. Akeem. Yeah. Akeem, he yeah. can talk. Yeah. He can talk now, and he can back it up with some good, with some good play. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the key to it. When you're, talk, when you're doing some trash talking, you got to have great play behind it. Because if you're doing trash talking, you're getting killed out there, then it's not working. Wasn't it? Wasn't working. it you would know. I think, I'm, if I'm vaguely correct on this, John Randall. Yeah. Did, and he had a whole book on a guy. So he, he would do research oh, yeah. into your yeah, background yeah. and try to push your buttons to get your blood up. And, you know, <laughs> I, I would love to see that scenario with a, with a guy like you or a guy like Olin Krutz and just hear that kind of conversation going on because uh, I, I have a feeling that would have been some memorable stuff, especially in today's day and age. Everything's I, mic'd. I, I still think Tim Harris of the Green Bay Packers was the ultimate – 
trash talkers of all time because he didn't study in advance about your mom's maiden name or maybe your brother and sister's name, that kind of stuff that John Randall would, but mm-hmm. it was more of what came out of him. And, you know, he, was a, he had a good sense of humor, but he well, is a know, good player. That whole topic is an important one, actually, for this game because Jalen is one of the yeah. premier trash-talking guys in the league, and he can back, back it up for yeah, sure. Uh, but when you got young players and guys that are temperamental or emotional, you know, you don't want that to cause a problem during the game or get in their head, and that's his whole design, obviously, because he's not going to stop. It's going to start in the first quarter, and it's going to end when the whistle blows to end the game. So with young players and Tom, you know, there's guys like Anthony. Anthony Miller is one who, who could give it back to you a little bit. Um, and it'll be interesting to see Jalen and, and if, in fact, that is the matchup against Allen Robinson, two guys that practiced against each other during training camps and know each other very well, what that'll be like. It'll be a, a subplot to the Sunday story yeah. in L.A., I think. It'll be interesting, something I'm sure my, Matt Nagy will address, address with the team. <laughs> uh, shredded or saucy cheese? Beans or nah? However you make them, share your Bears game day nacho recipe at TostitosBears.com for a chance to win a Bears VIP tailgating experience and tickets at the December 22nd game versus Kansas City. May the best nachos win. Never looked at that until right there. And right, when you said drill me. When you said shredded, I thought you were talking about Nick's physique. <laughs> yeah, I was like, All right, here's, here's something uh, nice is coming. Uh, that's a lesson. I always read your copy ahead of time. I'm like, what is this? Hey, Nick, I, I got one more college question for you. So November 23rd, Samford plays Auburn. What is uh, – uh, did, yeah. did you guys play a, um, one of those ultra opponents when you were at Samford? Yes, we always played a big school when we were at Samford. What, what was that like for you? Was it – I mean, was it kind of a benchmark, though? Because if Nick Williams out of Samford, you go out there and you compete against this bigger team, then all of a sudden it gives you street cred, it gives you self-confidence. Yes, uh, I always looked at those games before the season started. When I was at Sanford, who, what's the big school we're playing? Because I always knew, man, man, I need to really perform against that school because, especially the SEC school. Right. So I'm like, man, I need to really go out there and like play well because the scouts are looking at this game. They're looking at a couple of the other games that we're playing, like conference games. Like we played Appalachian State, uh, we played uh, Furman, we played Georgia Southern. Those are some good good schools, but. If we played Auburn, we played Florida State, we played uh, Kentucky, uh, we played all those schools. Always on the road, right? When you oh, play these bigger yeah, they're opponents? Not, they're not coming to us. Right. <laughs> they're not coming to Sanford. Well, I mean, it's even, it's even <laughs> you know, I don't know. Is it more difficult because, you know, when you're a defensive lineman and you're playing a team at home, the crowd is quiet to let the quarterback communicate. Do you like hearing the quarterback's voice or do you kind of like what, if you're playing at home when you can't hear it? What, what is your preference? I mean, I played in Kansas City, and when you play defense in Kansas City, it's like one of the loudest right. stadiums right. in the NFL. So uh, I've had it both ways. You know, at Sanford, I could hear my mom. My mom's <laughs> talking to me, talking to me at, uh, in, the, in the crowd. It's like she's a like, chunky soup she's commercial, like, right? She's like, she's like, come on, Nick, come on. You can do it. Do this. And I'm like, mom, chill out, chill out. You know, we just have like one-on-one conversations because there wasn't many people at the games. So I've had it. I've had it both, and I, I like. I like. I like when the crowd is in it, the fans are in it, and it's like going crazy. Like how, how big of a, a thrill is it? Because for a lot of a lot of these guys, you know, their families can't always come to every game, or just to have your parents at games. Uh, it's 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 great. My dad was just at the uh, Lions game, and I was able to get a sack for him and flex for him, and he was like flexing in the in the crowd. And <laughs> you had and, him spotted out. Yeah, yeah, I had him spotted out, and uh, my mom was at a at a. Uh, I think she came to the, uh, I want to say the Minnesota game. 
and I had a, I had a great game in the Minnesota game. So it's it's always good to have your parents in town uh, see you. They they know you when you're trying to when you're just starting out, and to kind of see you out there on the field on TV is surreal to them. So is that your go-to move after a sack, the a double bicep flex, or or something is something going to be different this week? No, nah, I'd probably be the double bicep yeah. flex. You know? Well, you got 30-inch arms. You might as well throw them Yeah, there. you got to throw them up, you know, and it's something everybody can do. You know, I, I did it. I did it in the Minnesota game, and I looked I looked at the fans in the end zone, and they were, like, throwing it up, like, like yeah. <laughs> so it gets them into it. Yeah, it doesn't take long for uh, something to, to gain momentum. So yeah. it could be a thing for Nick yeah. Williams here in 2019. Still seven more games to go to add to the, to the success you're having right now. All right, we're going to take another break here from PNC Studio. At Hattles Hall, this is Bears All Access brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. All right, everybody, welcome back to Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We got a lively bunch of season ticket holders. The STH Experiences Edition here live at this wonderful facility. Love this place. Big Nick, have you been down here before? In the studio, probably, probably one time at the beginning of the season. Yeah, 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 it's great in here, man. This is where it all. This is where all, this is where Tom shines. Yeah, you know it all is. these videos it you is. see. I can see it. I can oh see yeah, it. this is his. This is his place we right here. We got a Hall of Famer in the crowd, though. We do. Bear Man. Bear Man's, Bear here. Man's yeah. in the house. You ever, you ever, as you come out of yeah, your tunnel, I like it. You see the guy in the forty-six jersey with the bear head on. Uh, I think yeah. I've seen him like on the jumbo on the yes. jumbotron. Yeah, on the jumbotron. Hall of Famer. It's him in living color Super right fan, there. Yeah. Bear Man in the in Pro Football Hall of Fame. I think that's how, a gr- that's how the, awesome is that? It's the greatest thing about being yeah. a bear because I grew up a Bears fan my whole life, so I kind of have more of an attachment as a fan than I do as a player or as a broadcaster. And you know, when we go to these stadiums, like. Going to L.A. this week, it's going to be insane how many Bears jerseys you see there. It is going to be an awesome sight because my experience as a player in the Coliseum mm-hmm. was Notre Dame-USC, and it would sell out, and it would be a majority SC. I played there in the USFL when there was nobody, and now you're going to come back and play in the NFL with – I think there's going to be a lot of Bears well, They know it's coming, too, because they've been asked about it up there, over there in L.A. <laughs> so they know it's coming. So if you're going, be loud and proud. Yeah, I mean, yes. you always are, so – Bear fans travel very well. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW, people who get it. Learn more at CDW.com. Nick Williams, our guest. Nick, are you a patient man? Because you uh, had to be. He's setting you up. Uh, uh, you, know, you, got, you got in the league in 2013. Oh, my, oh, my wife is not here. It's not listening to this. <laughs> I think I'm a very patient man, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I know she's going to listen to it. She's going to be like, no, you're not, <laughs> especially with the kids. But, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm a, I'm a patient man, you know, as far as my story in the league. Uh, you just got to have belief in yourself. You know, a lot of guys kind of fall. If you're not getting the playing time or seeing the snaps that you want to see, you kind of, like, give up on it. So you just got to stay patient, and it'll, it'll work out Were for you. Ever, you ever have a crossroads moment where you thought, I don't know, I don't know if I can keep this train rolling? Man, when I first got when I first got to Pittsburgh and I saw how big the guys were, like Steve McClendon and Casey Hampton had just retired, and we're looking at film in the defensive line room, and John Mitchell's like, "Yeah, this is what I want you to do." I'm calling my dad, like, "I'm not gonna be able to do this." <laughs> do this, and then we go to Latrobe where they do where they do training camp at, and it's like miserable there. And we're, like, practicing hitting every day. And I'm kind of like, oh, my God, what what am I doing? So that was kind of like a moment I kind of had to 
kind of had to focus recalibrate in, and, uh, yeah, bit, right? recalibrate and say, yeah, you can do this, man. You, you got drafted here and, and you can play in this league. But you were, you were out of football for a season, right? So oh, yeah. from the time that you were out of football for the time you got back into football, did you gain a lot of strength during that time? I mean, were you a, did you present yourself as a different player in that second go around? Oh my God. In 2017, I actually worked out with the, with the bears, uh, around like week five and, uh, Jay Rogers did the workout. And uh, they didn't have a spot for me. It didn't work out. But I went back home, and I was and I was I was uh, I was happy, you know. And uh, I was I just started working out like crazy. I was just attacking the weight room, getting strong as crap. And then in 2018, when they had the voluntary mini camp, they called they called me and said, "Hey, do you want to come for a tryout?" And when I came for the tryout, you know, it was kind of like I was strong as crap. It was it was kind of like scary, you know, like because I, I had been lifting that whole time. And you know, when you're when you're playing games in the NFL during the season, you don't lift as much. So when I came in for that that mini camp, I was strong as crap. I just knew, I just knew it was something. It was something new about this go around. But well, did it? I mean, do you, do you lift now during the season? Because for me, self confidence was always getting stronger during the football season. So I, I think I think you have a similar attachment to the weight room that I did during my time. Yes, I uh, I, li- I love lifting. I love lifting. Uh, so I mean, Loco, our, our strength coach, our head strength coach, Loco. Uh, I'm always in his ear trying to uh, see what numbers I need to hit this week. I need to increase my numbers in a in a squat or or bench or a low incline and just just any just any lift that you want to do. I always want to put in, put on weight, put on more weight each week. Jason Lascalzo for the uh, uninformed out there. Oh yeah, he, he's only known as Loco. I'm saying, I'm saying T-Med. I'm saying T-Med and Loco. <laughs> well, no, that's funny because at the 100, uh, we're we're introducing the team and. Tom didn't know his name because he I, no, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know how to read his last name. I didn't well, know Scalzo, how to read we, just, we just call him Loco. Loco right. makes it nice and easy. Uh, that strength, though, now that you you you, know, you mature into your body, I mean, you, you haven't always been three hundred pounds. Clearly, this is like this is new territory. It's mm-hmm. it's not that long that you've been carrying this kind of weight around. But I've I've always felt and listening to Tom talk about the weight room. Not only does it give you your a little bit of your confidence. Obviously, knowledge is power on Sundays. You know your assignments. You know your technique. You know you studied your opponent. But if you don't feel strong, that could sneak into your head and cause a little bit of a problem. Oh, heck, yeah, especially when you're playing in the trenches. Yeah. When you're playing defensive line, offensive line, if you get a guy that's clearly stronger than you, you kind of you kind of get into your own head like, oh, man, what can I do against him to kind of <laughs> to help me have success during this game? So uh, Steve McClendon. Uh, a long time ago, told me, Nick, if you're strong in this league, nobody can mess with you. And I kind of took that approach to the weight room. I need to get strong as crap. I need to get. I need to hit crazy numbers. So uh, that's the kind of approach that I took. That, that I take to the weight room now. Did it also help you bond with your teammates? Because Tom has always told me that's where it all starts in the off-season program, the camaraderie. And, and oh, you think yeah, yeah. you better adjusted because you've been in several places. Obviously, this is your fourth team. And yeah. it, did it help you transition into this place a little bit? Yes, yes. You uh, you meet guys in the weight room. It's just like it's just like going to Lifetime or twenty uh, four hour fitness. You meet guys in the weight room that you probably think you didn't. You probably thought you didn't have anything in common with them, but they love lifting weights, and you kind of get into it, and you just find a common ground, a common lift, and you just your relationship with that person just takes off. Do you, do you find that young defensive linemen or young players gravitate towards you in the weight room because obviously they look at you and they know what you've been able to accomplish 
they got to know what you know what you're talking about, but they also want to kind of be around your work ethic. Yes, uh, we were, we, we were uh, me and Akeem, we were kind of like the big dogs in the weight room, you know. So uh, last year, Bilal, Bilal Nichols, he wasn't he wasn't uh, lifting with us. So this year, he decided to lift with us, and you can you can tell on you can tell on the field that he's way stronger. Abdullah Anderson is another one that lifted with us. Yeah, he, uh, Bilal says he's never been stronger in his life. So yes. good work, oh, yeah. helping out the young guy. Oh, yeah. We got another segment to go here on Bears All Access. Coming back with Nick Williams, Bears defensive lineman. We're brought to you by IGS Energy, and this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Jeff Joniak, I'm there with you on Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Brought to you by the fine folks from IGS Energy. And hey, Bears fans, get out of the cold and hit the beach in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico with your favorite Bears players. Inside the Bears hosts, Lawrence Greeden and half a Spice Adams. And Apple Vacations this March. Visit AppleVacations.com. You might as well put your own name in there. Slash Bears for more information. I don't you know You go yet. every year. I don't know yet. I don't oh know yet. I'm God. still working through that. But uh, Spice Adams, have you seen Spice lately, Nick? Nice. Have, you, have you ever met Spice? Yes. Have you I done have. big big guys in small cars? We did. We did big guys in the bins, but uh, Spice Spice wasn't there. Roy, Roy Robertson Harris. He, oh, he drove the car. Okay. Oh, the interesting. Car. A little situation yeah. because Spice Adams, everybody, he's dropped three figures, three digits. He right. looks great. He looks like a guy in a magazine movie movie star. That's what oh, he's yeah. looking like right now. <laughs> Saw him yesterday. I can't believe it. Yeah, he looks fantastic Good for him. Yeah, I, he's I think done a great know, job. You know, that's the pursuit of every athlete. That once they get done playing football, is you have a decision to make when you're done, and it's either going to. What was you know, your decision? Yeah, how much did I, you weigh, Tom? The most I ever weighed was three seventeen. At the okay. conclusion of my last season, I weighed about two ninety. Mm-hmm. But then, um, when I knew I convinced myself I wanted to retire, I went and lost so much weight that I didn't have. I couldn't go back at minicamp. So that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And he stayed in fine shape ever since, <laughs> I tell you right now. Uh, so let, let's talk a little Rams because you're, you were here last year, obviously. Uh, that game last year was one of my favorites. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, right, right, guys? I mean, that, that, was, that was like a blueprint to stop something. That, they had 12, 13 games if you count the playoffs, scoring 30 or more points. Yes. And until the Patriots got a hold of them using chunks of your game plan mm-hmm. to stop them, uh, nobody could stop them. So what was it about? That day, that scheme, that uh, that plan to make it difficult for Jared Goff and the Rams. I think it was just it was just our time. It was just our day. You know, teams have those nights, those uh, days. Defenses have those days when uh, they just can't be stopped, and uh, they're just throwing the kitchen sink at them to uh, try to stop them. And uh, my favorite play in that game uh, was the uh, Eddie Goldman and Keem Hicks safety on Jared Goff. And uh, I was like, man, they're they some monsters. I wasn't even playing. I wasn't even playing. But I was like, man, these some monsters out here. I wouldn't want to play against us. So It was so, a ferocity about it, yes. the whole thing. I mean, it was yes. just a, a vicious game. And I mean, they, they Roquan, hit him seven Roquan, times. Had a, Roquan had a pick. You know, uh, I, think, I think, did Prince have a pick? I know Eddie had a pick. Eddie uh, had a pick. Hey, listen, there were four of them. Just, so. Yeah, it was four of them. It was just crazy. It was just a crazy game. Three sacks. Yeah, three sacks. The defense was going crazy. So it was a good. It was you a know, good you game. said you threw the kitchen sink at them, and one of the audience members wanted to ask: Are do you have a preference whether you play a thirty-four front or you play a four-man defensive line front? Because you really kind of just morph to the offensive personnel you're facing. Mm-hmm. But do you have a preference in? Your rush ability, your ability to work with a blitzer, 
no matter what it is? Uh, I don't have a preference because, you know, three fours can are kind of interchangeable right. depending on what the offense puts out personnel-wise. Like against 11 personnel, you might go sub. So it's just two defensive linemen on the field, and that t- looks like a 4-3. So you're able to rush with uh, Khalil Mack and Flo and Aaron Lynch, those guys. So, I mean. Well, you know, numbers are getting difficult because even Detroit last week against the Bears, they had one defensive lineman in the stance, and then they had five linebackers standing up at a, a different distance that now the offensive line has to decipher who their responsibilities are according f- to the depth they're coming from. And so mm-hmm. – there's a lot of different variations of, of different fronts. Yes, it is. I, I, I prefer a 3-4. You know, as many big guys you can get in there in a 3-4 defense to stop the run, and then you can get after the passer when you stop the run. Do you, this, f- do you feel you have an advantage if you're over the top of the center because he has to snap the ball first and a little bit of his inertia is going backward? Oh, yeah, I love rushing over the centers, yeah. man. It's, I think about it at night. You know, they, <laughs> they're probably the worst pass defenders uh, on the oh, on the offensive oh, be line. Be careful. Oh. <laughs> I know, Jay. Thank God I'm Jay sorry. Hilgenberg isn't here. I know he's, oh, listening. I know he's listening. Or, or, or Ole. Oh, no, my no, God. No, 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 no. You'd have you'd have man. Man, when you when you get the rush over a center, I mean, you kind of you kind of get 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 kind of riled up to do it. So uh, it's all, I love rushing over the center. And it's interesting that the Rams have some serious. They got a serious situation on their offensive line right now with bodies and injuries. They've been just wiped out. So I don't even know what the alignment's going to be or how you guys are planning for it. But it's it's going to be an interesting task. But all that greatness last year doesn't matter if you guys don't stop the run. And you did that game against Gurley, and you have to do it this week. Yes, we have to do it this week. You have to stop the run in the National Football League, yeah. period. So, uh, oh, yeah. They like that. Oh, they like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to stop it. I already taking a break. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> Jay Hilgenberg messaged me oh, and no. said, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. And, and, with, well, yeah. and with that, I mean, if, if, you know, it just it's it's necessity because that team with their 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 play action is what they want to do. They they want to create those plays to draw you guys in and, and hit down the field. But um, they got a lot of a lot of great weapons. It's going to yes, be a heck they, of a matchup. They do. And and Todd Gurley he's a he's a great talent in this league. And we're not we're not we're not a defense. We're listening to oh they're beat up on offense. Da 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 da. We're not we're not taking this team lightly. And we're going to go in there and put our best defense on the field. You know, so you go in and you prepare before Detroit, and at the last minute you find out that Matthew Stafford's not playing. It can't change anything about your preparation. You have to use the preparation that you did against the next quarterback you're going to play. So you, you're, now you have a little bit of an awareness of that there's going to be some offensive line missing from the Rams. Would you just rather it thrust upon you like the Stafford decision and then there's nothing you can think about or you don't have time to change it? Or... Do you like a little bit of notification about the changes on the offensive line? Because I don't know how much tape you're going to have to look at of some of the guys you're going to face this week. Yeah, you want to – I mean, going into the week in preparation during practice, uh, you want to have as much tape as you can get on guys to kind of see how they, how they move, uh, see what their strengths, what their weaknesses are. So, uh, yeah, you want to have a, a lot of tape on those guys. But at the end of the day, they're nameless gray faces in this league. If they're not playing for the Bears – we're trying to go out there and beat the crap out of them. And they're in the NFL for a reason. <laughs> I, I don't care if they 
they they were inactive uh, for a few games. It's they're in the NFL, so we we're gonna put our best defense. Well, it's amazing. There's gonna be a lot of guys that are gonna have to read your bio because they're gonna look and they're gonna, oh my god, this guy's got six sacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. They're gonna be. They're gonna be like, who the heck is this guy? Right. That, I mean, that's <laughs> uh, that's awesome for you. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations for it. But it's also kind of neat that you're you're the guy that they're gonna be reading about coming into Chicago. I mean, coming when Chicago comes in because yeah. Who is gonna? Who's working with Leonard Floyd? Who's working with Khalil Mack and Eddie Goldman, Roy Robb, and the whole crew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of kind of crazy to to even think that they're reading about me. You know what I'm saying? Like I was kind of like like when I was in Kansas City, I was kind of like the extra D lineman to come in if they went into a heavy package to run the ball. You know, so uh, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think, but. Like I said, I'm I'm just gonna put my head down and and do my job. How, how do you guys feel as a unit when you lose Akeem? You lose now Danny Trevathan for an unknown amount of time, and you guys that are the on the depth chart must feel very good about what you did in that Minnesota game, and it has trickled all the way through the rest of the season that they believe in you and you believe in each other. Yeah, I think it speaks to uh, not only this group. But the uh, but the organization, the front office, the scouting department, the coaches that put together this team, you know, we we're, we got a lot of depth, and I think fans, I think I think the league is seeing that. You know, we got Akeem Hicks out, we got Danny out. They're great, great players in in this league in this defense, and we're gonna miss them when they're not with us. But at the end of the day, it's the next man up. You know, it's the next man up. We're gonna uh, perform at our best as much as we can, as much as we can do to get a, to get a W in the column. You know, Nick Kwiatkowski's performance last week is kind of a salute to the coaches because here's a guy that was, didn't know if he was going to play, knew that he was going to play on special teams. All of a sudden, his opportunity is presented. Bam, Nick is ready to go. Yeah, we got, we got all the respect for Nick. You know, he's a, great, he's a great player in this defense and in this league, and I think people are, are seeing that. Like, hey, we, we had Roquan. Roquan was the draft pick last year, uh, but but Nick can Nick can still play. You know, Nick he just goes about his <laughs> business, man. He just goes about his business, just like me. I mean, he's white Nick, I'm black Nick. <laughs> and, and, you know, hey, so there's a big promo the two, there somewhere the two, we can work with. Two Nicks, man. It's That's two Nick Nicks. Williams right there. Everybody, give him a nice hand. Thank you, season ticket holders, for coming out here tonight. Appreciate it, Herb Lawrence and Adam Dzinski in our Chicago Sports Radio Score Studios. The great Dan Barilli and Bob Boxer filling in tonight for Paul Zerang. For Tom Thayer, Nick Williams, I'm Jeff Joniak. Bears and Rams, Sunday night, 4 p.m., the pregame on WBBM, 722 to kickoff. Hope you'll join us then. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.